What's up, y'all? This is Chitty Bang, and I'm on the Renegade Millionaire Show, the podcast that profiles entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs. Join us as we go one-on-one inside the hearts and minds of some of our generation's best and brightest. And now, introducing your host, my friend, Sun Group Wealth Partners Managing Director, CNBC and Forbes.com contributor, Winnie Sun. Thank you so much for joining us today. Such a pleasure to have you here. And we're in your gym where you train each and every day. Yes. So this is like your home away from home. Exactly, it is. Wonderful. Well, we want to hear your story because I hear it's a pretty interesting one. How do you get from where you are as a child to today being a world-class boxer? Um, first of all, thank you. I appreciate you guys for having me. Um, it's an honor and a great opportunity to be over here. To be able to be here and tell my story, now to answer your question, how do I go from my past childhood mm-hmm. to be in a position that I am right now today? Um, honestly, um, there's an old saying that kind of goes like this, anything in life that's worth having, is worth working hard for. You know, so I tie that in with knowing that hard work and dedication can get you through some doors that some things in life just can't get you through, you know what I mean? So I'm here right now uh, mainly because of the hard work and the dedication that I've put in consistently over the years. You know, it wasn't just uh, a one week or one month or one year process. This was some work that I put in time and 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 time time again to be able to solidify my name and solidify my place in the sport. Did you always know you wanted to be a boxer? Well, actually, no, I didn't. Um, when I was young, I was coming up, um, and I was just kind of feeling for my craft, feeling for my thing. And uh, actually, I didn't find boxing. Boxing actually found me, you know? So um, it found me in the time of my life where I was just reaching for something, you know? Well, let's talk about that, because you have a kind of a non-traditional route to where we are today. Maybe you could share a little bit about your past. Okay, my past. Um, I don't even know where to where start you, at. Where did you grow up? I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, Good y'all food know about there. exactly. I was just about to get to talk about it. Y'all know about New Orleans, Louisiana. Some people do. Um, they know that it has a very homely feel. It's great food, um, great people, and at the same time, there's a lot of other things that's there that you can't really avoid, such as crime, poverty, drugs, black on black crime, stuff like that. So the reason I ended up being in this position today is because I had made some mistakes early on in life that caused me to um, go to prison. And I spent 15 years in prison for um, a crime that I did commit. And I'm very remorseful at this point as I look back um, on the crimes that I committed, but not... You were young too, you Yes, I was, I was 15 years old at the time. You know, so not really having a clear understanding on life and the respect value that that's present in life. You know what I mean? Because some things you know that you should have a respect for. You know what I mean? So coming up in the city streets of New Orleans, it was um, 
it was rough. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that with every state or every place, you know, there's a rough, a rough spot. Yes. And everyone's route is different. Yes. Yes. Everyone route. Everyone has a different route. Mm -hmm. And you have been very. And you you came from a different route, but you are very successful today, for a lot of reasons. And you know, we always say you can't change the past, and you can't change what's happened to you, but you can control your future. And you. We, I just spoke to a good friend of mine, Keith, who you, who you know very well, which yeah. is part of the Roy Jones Junior Foundation. Yeah. And he told me that you are one of the most disciplined, hard-working fighters he's ever worked with. Yeah. Well, that's an honor to have Keith to be able to uh, speak on my behalf like that because I'm sure he came in contact with a lot of athletes. But um, myself, not taking anything away from myself, um, I'm disciplined, I'm grounded. I'm focused, and as I said once before, some things in life, there's a blessing, and other things in life, it's just that it's your due. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. for me, being here, sitting here right now at this very moment, um, I don't feel like it's a blessing. I feel like I put in the hard work, the discipline, the dedication, the sacrifices to be able to be here. Right. And on the flip side of that coin, it's a blessing that I'm not dead. It's a blessing that I'm not in prison for the rest of my life. Those are blessings that I'm able to look at and I'm able to count because I know where my life once was and I know that if I didn't make the proper corrections in life that was needed, I knew where my life was headed. So with sacrifices, discipline, dedication, it can put you in places where you deserve to be. Mm -hmm. Which is what you did. You trained hard. And you're here every morning, I hear at 5.30 in the morning, when people are still asleep. Exactly, because you know what they say, the early bird get the, the, early bird get the worm, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's good to get up early, get a great day, just to be able to get a head start on the day. Right, right. So let's talk about that. You know, part of what we've been doing is we've been interviewing a lot of uh, people your age, what we call millennials. Okay. And what we found is a lot of millennials are feeling like they're just starting to find themselves. And they're starting their careers and trying to make a name for themselves to be more successful. How do you do that for yourself every day at 5 30 morning? How do you get yourself amped up? Well, I get myself amped up knowing that. First and foremost, that there's a lot of people depending on me. And that's one of the things that I thrive off of. Mm. Not wanting to let anyone down because I know a lot of people are looking at me as a role model. A lot of people draw strength. A lot of people draw inspiration from me. So that's one of the things that keeps me grounded and keeps me focused because I know one thing. I cannot afford to let these people down. That's a leader. Exactly. Um, my daughter's looking at me. My mom is looking at me. You people looking at me. You, Wendy, Keith. Um, and, and the kids that you volunteer and exactly. share your time with. So um, a lot of people are looking at me. A lot of people are watching me, especially the people that I left behind. Mm -hmm. um, the people that I left inside. At prison, basically, in, you're talking about. Yeah, mm -hmm. inside of the prison system. And um, a lot of those brothers I hold close and dear to my heart because I feel like I'm the one to be able to give back hope to them to let them know that if you come out with a plan and you execute that plan and do what you got to do, then there is a life beyond incarceration. 
there is a life after prison because like a lot of guys spend a lot of time in there and they don't know about the other side of life. I know, I mean, when we look at your past, a lot of people will say like, wow, I can't believe he's done what he's done. I mean, you have done so much. You were basically in prison for how many years? 15 years. I mean, for many, that's an entire career for a lot of people, an entire life for some people. You know, time it takes to go and pay off your house for some people. But very formal years for you too, from being a kid to being a man, right? You were in prison. And to become, to be able to completely convert yourself and, and grow from that and make yourself so successful today is huge. I mean, something you should be really proud of. Exactly. It is something I'm extremely proud of. Um, I take a lot of, not credit, but I take a lot of, I want to say, humility in the things that I've been able to accomplish. Because coming from where I come from, and I repeat this, coming from where I come from, people don't shake back to that. Um, so how did you do it? How, what made you different? What made me different? Mm -hmm. um, everyone in this world is cut from a different cloth, you know? And I think that there's a special type of cloth that I'm cut from that makes me different and unique and separate me from uh, not the rest of the world, but the rest of the people who's never been tested. And you've been tested. I've been tested. Mm -hmm. um, I've been tested over and over again. Now, physically or mentally, or both? Physically, mm -hmm. mentally, spiritually, on all levels, I've been tested. And I stand before you and I say that I will stand the test. I wither the storm. You know, like, I've been knocked down. I get back up. I stumble, I trip, I fall, but every time I get back up. And that's just something that you can't teach. You can't teach. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's some things that you have to be born with. You have to be, um, you have to be gifted with it. Right, right. You know I, mean? I mean, you're very strong in so many things. You're very strong in discipline. Obviously, you're amazingly physically strong and you're an athlete. And but there's other things like to be a fighter, to be the postman, to be whatever role, to be you know an actress. There has to be balance too. So yes. how do you have balance? Because I also heard that a fighter or a boxer's life is actually a very lonely one, right? It's very disciplined and you're structured, and you know you don't do what normal people do. You have to watch every calorie, right? And and when you go and train, you train for that moment, and it comes when you, once or twice a year, where you're in the ring and you actually do that fight. And for you, I know it's, it's much more often than that. Yes, but um, in, in your situation, how do you how do you have balance in your life? Um, my balance doesn't come from myself per se. Mm -hmm. I believe I control a lot of things. That I can see a lot of things that's tangible in my life, but the balance comes from prayer. Um, I pray a lot. Um, I read a lot. Um, I'm spiritually grounded. I'm spiritually connected. And by that being such a important balance in my life, I I hold on to it because I know it's one of the things that keeps me focused. I know it's one of the things that keeps me grounded 
And without that balance, I probably wouldn't be here right now today. You know, we probably wouldn't even be having this conversation had it not been um, for that balance. And I'm so thankful for that balance. Well, you're very special. I mean, I've only spent a couple of minutes with you, can I can already see that. that you, guys, you have this magic in you, like a very natural magic. I'm sure people tell you that all the time. People tell me that a lot. Yeah, there's something very special about you. It's almost like, I don't even know how to explain it. There's very something special about it. Okay, let me ask you then. So obviously, you know, I don't know you, you know what I do, but I manage money for a living. And I help people manage their money. I keep, help people stay wealthy. So, so when you first got your real check, you first got like the sign-on bonus or one real paycheck, what did you spend your money on? Actually, when I got my first real check, um, or maybe it came in cash. I don't know. But when, when I got you, my first real check, a check that was worth um, something, something, I held on to it for a couple of days. In fact, I didn't even know what to do with it. <laughs> uh, I had it and I asked Keith, I said, hey man, can you hold this for me? <laughs> because because uh, I didn't just want to uh, be irresponsible with my money. You know what I mean? And he gave me some good advice on it. He said, no, what you should do is, and he pointed me in the direction of what I should do with it. So um, I took his advice. I had my bank account open up. I deposited my funds inside of the bank account. And how that's what I did with it. How did it feel to do that? It was a very re re rewarding feeling. It was a very fulfilling feeling because I came from a place where you worked and you worked your fingers to the bone for three cents an hour, four cents an hour. And to be able to come out and make a living, to make a paycheck that you can be satisfied with and content and proud of, like it was, it was, it was unbelievable. You know, like the, the happiness and the joy that I had experienced from earning an honest dollar. That you did it. Yes. I did it. Like, I didn't go out. I didn't steal anything from anyone. I didn't rob anyone. Uh, I didn't sell any drugs. I didn't do none of those things. Like, I stood in the gym. I did what I was supposed to do. I worked hard. And from working hard, I reaped the reward. And that's, like, one of the greatest feelings for myself that, that I can be able to experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one other thing that we are studying with this millennial study is, you know, a lot of like financial firms, like banks and whatnot, you know, they don't, they seem to have lost the connection with younger, the younger population like yourselves. So, you know, when you, if you can remember back when you went to the bank, I guess, I guess if, what would, what would you want to, how would you want the relationship with someone who helps you manage your money? I would want that relationship to be like this. I can go to you, knock on your door, and I can get advice on how to manage my money. Not only just to have my money sitting, but to help my money grow. Um, that's the type of relationship I would want. I would want an open door type policy relationship with the person that's responsible for my money. Makes sense? It's fair. It's fair. Mm -hmm. 
So like, let's say, let's talk about, because I saw you training with your trainer earlier, right? Right. And I always think about, the way I think about investing is a lot like keeping yourself in shape. There's a plus and there's a, there's a minus, right? So if you make so much money and you spend too much money, mm -hmm. then that's not good, right? It's not good. Yeah, no just balance. Exactly, no balance. If you eat too much, then you should work out, right? So that you have balance. You can get back into your, your zone, mm -hmm. right? So I think that with investing, I think the core about it is you have to make get to a place where just, it's not really that complicated, but it has it has to make sense for every individual is different. But they, we have to figure out with every client where there is that center zone of where they need to be, what's a plus and what's a minus and how do we get there, you know? So I love it. So let's talk about your next fight in January. Cause this is kind of an exciting thing, right? This is a exciting matchup. This is a great opportunity. This is an opportunity that I've been working for for a long time <laughs> and it has finally arrived it's here and january the 22nd 2016 i will be making my appearance my first appearance on national television on showtime television and i'll be defending my title so that's just great in itself because who would have thought that me demond demond brock would be one of the top ranks in the entire world exactly. in boxing. And be showcasing and, 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 and showing my talent on national television. Like, because there was a time in my life where I was counted out. Like, I'm not even supposed to be here, according well, to the- There was times where you couldn't even watch television. Exactly. And now you're gonna be on television. Exactly. You know, so there were times where I was counted out. Like, I'm not even supposed to be here. You know what I mean? According to the statistics, um, to say that, 90 days after your release, uh, you're destined to be right back in prison, or you're, you know, you don't parole violation or new charge, anything like that. And I'm proud to say that I haven't been back. Um, I've been working hard. I've been on course. I've been doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. So, um, well, look at this. I love this. Tell us what this says. Oh, this says Dreamer. This is my, this is my aunt. This is like the woman who beautiful name who raised me. Yeah, this is this is like this is like my she's mother. She's proud of you, though. She is. Right. Yes, she is. She's very proud of me. Right. And I'm sure she's gonna watch you fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing, and I mean, this is a true success story. When you think of when you think of all the things that we have to go through, we complain about the weather, we complain about this and that, but you were in prison for 15 years, and you persevered, and you got yourself out. But you didn't just get yourself out, you got yourself really out. And now you're ranked. You're ranked in the world. I mean, does that ever give you chills? Um, it don't because it's really not a surprise to me. Um, actually, I'm a visionary and there are things that's happening right now that I've seen already, that I've seen in a six by nine cell, that I've seen laying on my back in the bunk telling myself, I see myself doing this. I see myself becoming world champion. I see myself making money, investing it. I see myself owning my own home. I see myself raising my family. I see myself going back to prisons, going back to different communities, talking to people, sharing my story. I see myself doing that. And everything is just manifesting right now. It's just happening. 
Remember the movie? It's happening. It's just happening. That's amazing. Let me ask you this. So I know you volunteer with little kids also. They come into the gym, they spend a couple hours with you each day. Right? They do. So when they come up to you, I mean, how old are these kids generally? Um, Some of the kids that come in right now, they age from uh, 9 to 12, 9 to 13. So little kids. Yeah. So they come and see you and they say, oh, Adamon, a huge, you know, world champion boxer. And you're spending time with me. What do you tell them? I tell them the same thing I tell you. Hard work, dedication, and always be humble. Um, because there's so much that you can get yourself caught up into that's negative. There's very few things that you can get into that's positive. So if you find that something that's positive, get into it, stick with it. If it's working for you, make it work. Yeah. Well, you have an amazing spirit about you. You're very positive. You're a natural optimist. Were you this way also in prison? Well, I think prison kind of um, changed me. It changed me in a sense. Um, it forced me to look at life where the cup is half full instead of being half empty. You know what I mean? And I say that to say this. No situation is a bad situation that you should uh, just give up hope and you should lose sleep over and you know you can't get up the next morning you can't get up the next day and function mm -hmm. no situation is that bad mm -hmm. you know what i mean i always try to see the good side of every situation you know so being an optimist an optimistic thinker i think i am in every sense of the word because i'm able to see i'm able to force myself to see the positive in every situation, regardless of what it is. A lot of people may say, well, I don't like this. I think this is going to thin. No, you know what? I like that. It's going to happen. Speak it into existence. It's going to happen. I claim it. And boom, that is. Because you think it, you feel it, you act it out. You believe it, and you make it happen. Exactly. Right. And you don't let anything be in your way because you're the only person that stops you. Right? Exactly. Every So many successful people I've interviewed, lots of very successful people, I see that as a common thing. They're optimistic, they're very clear-minded on where they want to be, and they just go for it. And they don't let themselves stop. So let me ask you this, you are with Roy Jones Jr. Yes. So um, Roy is someone I've met personally. Believe it or not, he and I have the same birthday. Yeah, and I, I consider him a friend, really good guy. Um, and he also is a natural optimist. And a, and a really, just I think a really genuine human being. So how has Roy impacted your life? Um, to say that Roy has impacted my life would be an understatement. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I want to say this about Roy Jones. He changed my life in every sense of the word. Um, when I met Roy some years ago, I came to him and it was like he knew that I was hungry for something that he wanted. And instead of him feeding me or instead of him giving me a plate of food what he did was he taught me how to fish he taught me how to go out and hunt so that i wanted well, i just won't be able to feed myself for one night i can be able to feed myself for the rest of my life like that's what he did for me that's how he changed my life literally you know so um yeah roy is a great guy great human being Amazing, amazing. Well, I'm sure he'd be very happy to hear that. <laughs>
Well, let me ask you this. For other people that look at you and like, wow, that's incredible. All the kids out there that are just thinking and watching the TV screen who are going to be watching you in January and say, oh, wow, I want to be like him. What would you say to them? If there's any kids out there right now that's watching me, that's listening to this, or any adults that's watching this and listening to this, and you're at a place in your life where you feel like you want to reach out towards something and grab on to something that's more positive than what you're able to see in your everyday life. And if you look at me and see or feel that I'm that thing or that person that you want to model after, I tell you this, never give up hope. Never stop dreaming. Because dreams do come true. All you have to do is apply yourself, work hard, be dedicated. Don't take any shortcuts. When you take shortcuts, you tend to put yourself in a position where you leave yourself vulnerable. Don't take any shortcuts. Run the distance, go the long haul. And in time, you're definitely gonna get what you deserve. Very well said, very well said. Couldn't say it better myself. That's amazing. Um, well, let's do this. I mean, I, I can't, I'm sure I have more questions for you. I'd love to stay in touch. And because we're friends now, right? Yeah, we're <laughs> we'll spend time and we'll definitely have to recircle back to you and get to know your story even more. I want to continue to follow your journey, but this has been a true honor to get to know you. Thank you. True honor. Thank you. And that wraps up our segment. Uh, thank you all for coming out. Appreciate having you. Um, don't follow me on Twitter. Don't follow me on Instagram. Follow me in real life. Body shot, Brian.